0: Welcome back to the Macro Golf Podcast, Joe and Sam here from Macro Golf. We just wanted to start this episode by letting you know about the Macro Golf app. Now, if you're enjoying all of the content on golf fitness and performance and you want to start getting into action and actually starting to perform some of these tasks, then the Macro Golf app is where you need to be. Sam's going to let you know everything that the Macro Golf is going to include for you.
1: We have over 150 mobility videos, 20 plus different training programs, 250 exercise library videos, our golf swing speed training plans, tons of different flow routines, our golf fitness journal, plus tons, tons more. If you guys do want to take advantage of this for our podcast listeners, we're going to give our 10% off. So if you go to macrogolfonline.co.uk forward slash app, Click sign up and enter the code PODCAST10, you'll get 10% off there and we hope you like it.
0: Yeah, let's get into today's episode. Guys, welcome back to another episode. Really excited for today's episode, we are talking about injuries, we're talking about typical injuries within golf we're talking about uh, the injuries that we uh, hear about from from golfers that we speak to or clients that we've worked with uh, we're going to be talking about how these injuries typically come about uh, how we can prevent these injuries either reoccurring or coming in the first place uh, and also basically what you can do as a plan to play more golf avoid injury uh, and enjoy the game for many years to come. So we've got Sam here today. He's going to shed some light on his experiences, on his expertise on the area. Um, and hopefully by the time we finish today's episode, you guys are going to have a good idea of the type of injuries that are common in golf, how to avoid them, uh, and basically what plans you're going to need to put into place to be able to play this game more. So first of all, Sam, how are you? Good to um, see you.
1: Yeah, all good, all good, all good, Joe. We had a, we had a wet weekend, didn't we? Played, played, we golf, did. played golf Saturday, got absolutely drenched. And then went to the open for final day on the Sunday and got absolutely drenched as well. What day though, right? like <laughs> oh, so to see them up close in those conditions, in those types of shots, just just unreal. Seeing seeing their um the methods how they approach different shorts how they're talking through things taking in fact to the wind the rain is just it's just unbelievable like see, seeing them hearing them up close was was insane i think you had um bryson hit over you 367 yard drive to to make eagle on the third was it uh third yeah, the fourth, f- hole, fourth, yeah
0: it. fourth hole yeah really fourth hole rolling point and yeah that it sounded every one of those yards like it was it was yeah it's amazing it's amazing to watch these guys um couple of things I took from it was like how uh, little consideration there goes in before hitting a tee shot. So yeah. actually it's like a little discussion before a tee shot. They pretty much know what they're doing. Um Apart from par threes, they take a little bit more consideration. But par fours and par fives, they kind of know what they're doing. But the amount of time they take over parts was interesting. Yeah. Like they oh, yeah. really look at these things for a long time. Um, and taking all the data on and little chip shots as well the amount of time they take over those little chip shots yeah. so definitely some stuff we can take away I'm sure for our games oh uh, 100% we need what, and, uh, what was yeah, really interesting, interesting
1: as well was seeing um, the EPTI guys so the guys that run all the strength conditioning who who run the gym there they had a record number of visits I think they had over 600 visits over the week um, I think they on the Thursday so the first day they had over 100 golfers in there um and that was the most i've ever had um spoke to um, spoke to one of them um and they were just saying how busy it was how, how how nice it is to see all the players actually coming in taking it way more seriously i think they, they opened the doors at about 5 30 so the guys who were in early early tea times were in there two hours before warming up properly yeah. which is which is absolutely great to see
0: it'd be interesting to see um who if that was utilized more by uh the americans than it was in european maybe yeah um it'd be interesting to see like the the take-up um i'll ask what the type of individuals are I'll because out, yeah, yeah yeah i think it's interesting the different culture uh we spoke about before with warming up in a different culture in, in different countries and yeah could it be is,
1: is much we know it's much bigger this this whole sector in america is is much much bigger than over here in the uk um probably led by the athletes yeah Yep. Yeah, college
0: college mentality as well and, oh, and the yeah. quality of coaching, um, which actually probably leads us quite nicely onto today because mm-hmm. we're going to be talking, we'll talk a little bit about warming up, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about strength training and we'll talk about all this stuff that uh, may or may not, you know, we'll, maybe there'll be some stuff out there that, that's not true. Uh, we'll talk about all these things that the or may not help you uh, fend off injuries, pain, discomfort, mm-hmm. uh, anything that's not going to allow you to play your golf at your best level really yeah yeah um so sam where are we going to kick off today because there's, there's lots to get through um where do we where do we start do we do we talk about let's let, injuries or let, let, let's begin
1: at, let's begin at the start let's, let's do some prevention ones first kind of top top easy prevention ones that i would say was and i'm just kick it off by saying my favorite phrase it depends right so it depends if you know you've got a kind of common niggly injury i'd say warming up is the place to start right you know that if you're susceptible to getting injured More than feeling some pain and aching after rounds, I would say you're in the category that you've probably got to prioritise warming up before you play more so than others. There's tons of golfers that I've played with over the time that never warm up. There's tons of professional golfers in the past that have never warmed up, never thought about it. I'd argue they're probably outliers and they're not the ones we should base a routine on, right? It's all personal. You know that if your back's sort of after a round, that might not happen if we warm up to start with yeah maybe maybe who knows yeah it might it might still it might still and if it still does then then you might need to look slightly deeper into your programming and do we need to look at doing some core strengthening or some more mobility or whatever that might be you need to do a bit a deeper dive into that right
0: yeah and i think this is where you said it depends like i think this is one of the ones of all the episodes we've done this is one where it depends the most like um if we and also i think it's maybe I know we've jumped in, but maybe to even step a, a step even further back, like how do we even determine an injury, mm. right? Like, for example, I have sometimes issues with my wrists, but they're not injured. Yeah, they just hurt yeah. when I spend too much time on my laptop, and then they get I get pain in them, and then that's it's not it's not an injury. It's like it's pain, right? Yeah. Um, and distinguishing the difference between pain and injury is quite injured. Like, there's my clients have had knee problems in the past. They might have injured that knee in the past. The knee's not currently injured, but sometimes the knee causes them pain. Yeah, and there's a big difference between those two things. I think, um, you know, we've not necessarily spoken specifically about pain. In the, like maybe that would be a really good topic for us to think yeah. more about and distinction these topics. But I definitely see that warming up helps with pain perception. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. Yes, it's like if you generally have a bit of a bad back, then warming up is going to help that back not feel as bad um i know for example my wrists if i warm up properly my wrists don't feel as bad um and the same for many people's shoulders and hips and all different stuff that's about going it, on yeah, whatever yeah, it is yeah. um so i definitely think warming up helps with pain perception blood flow um and all of that and you know in a lot of sports and i'm pretty sure golf is one of them it also helps with preventing injuries of you know strains tears pulls. um yeah those types of things as well so yeah, I think warming up helps. But then again, as you said, it depends on what areas they're they struggling with, what areas are, are they're going to warm up, what they're going to do. Do they just need to warm up the area that's hurting? Do they need to warm up the whole body? Um, it's a tricky one.
1: It's, it's, it's a top without doing a deep dive into the person and maybe we do some personas and different things. But But yeah, it's really about kind of knowing your body. And it's something we've spoken about a lot of these podcasts. Like a lot of the topics, the answers will change based on your knowledge about your body based on and also based on your experience, right? Mm-hmm. If you've got all footballing injuries and you know that they're more likely to come up or if you have been training in the gym for a long time, you might be susceptible to slightly more tweaks if you haven't been doing some mobility stuff as well on top of that. Like it it's hard, but it, it really, really, really does depend. Maybe let's take a step back then. What would you say, Joe, working with clients for a while now, what are the most common injuries? Or I'm gonna be it's tough because even I get it a lot with clients saying that they're injured and then mm. you break down the problem and it might not be an injury. It's just a little bit of a niggle.
0: Yeah.
1: Like you said, that pain would be a really interesting deep dive podcast to do. And I think we should do that. But what would you say golfers would say are kind of common injuries?
0: Yeah. Um, interesting on this, because if you Google it, uh, it will tell you that the most common injuries in, in golf are probably, and I've not Googled it, but it's probably lower back pain. Yeah. Um, Elbows, um, probably those two would be my guess, right? Um, I've never actually spoken to anyone who's hurt their back while playing golf. Hundred percent. I don't know. I might be. I've not spoken to anyone. If anyone has actually get in touch because I'd be really interested in to like. I, I've not known anyone who's swung the golf club and then hurt their back whilst swinging the and golf club and caused
1: hurt. an injury as such. Yeah. Right? you like might in have the ag- Yes, you might have aggravated a pre-existing thing that yeah, might yeah. be due to your biomechanics and how you move and stuff. But yeah. you're not gonna like you sprain your elbow sometimes, or sprain your wrist potentially doing a movement. Yeah. I don't think golf for the lower back does that. It's more of a build up over time situation. Yeah.
0: And this is a big difference, right, between these two things, because the way that we manage them is completely yes, different. So uh, for, let, let me give a great example. I've definitely heard of more people slipping over on the golf course and rolling their ankle yeah. than I have them swinging the golf club and going, oh my God, I've just done my back in swinging that swinging that club. Yeah. Um, so that, that I think is quite quite an interesting one in terms of what the most common are. Uh, the Probably the two most common things I deal with in terms of pain would be lower back uh, and funny enough, shoulders and elbows are yeah. typical. Like, but I would say that they all come from overuse or over abuse yeah. in different... So either sitting down for too long or hitting too many golf balls or hitting too many golf balls or mats or um, not having the right stability or strength to back up certain aspects of their swing or different things like that. Um, I don't think it's the same as you know football for example where you get tackled you get injured you get hurt I've n- I've not really seen that a lot in players yeah. over one moment thing. yeah, yeah. Um, which definitely is a different way of dealing with things in my opinion or how we prevent it
1: absolutely agreed absolutely agreed I'd I I'd, I'd, I'd back that 100% I think a lot of the stuff I see and actually I think I've had three conversations this week with clients of elbow pain because they're playing more golf than they ever have for quite a mm-hmm. while now now we're in the middle of the season or coming to the end of the season almost Um play tons of golf now tons of practice like lay out they're really trying to get those hours in um, so we've had to put in some protocols to help with elbow pain um, golfers elbow tennis elbow inside outside of the tendons and things like that um, the only other one I'd add that you didn't quite mention would be neck I get quite a few golfers yeah. with, with neck pain um, but same again it wouldn't quite be an injury more of a stiffness there more a of lack of mobility and just after over overuse repetitions there within the
0: neck I suppose the question we don't have the answer to is would the would these people have this pain without playing golf yeah they probably would have back pain because they we you know the article clients they're probably yeah. desk bound they're probably, yeah. whatever. they probably would have back pain but maybe they wouldn't know that they had as bad back pain because they yeah. weren't play, trying to play a sport yeah. Same with the neck pain. They might have neck pain, but they might never actually do anything that means they actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, same with the elbows, right? They probably have a bit of tenderness in the elbows from spending a lot of time on their computer or on their phones or whatever, yeah. but they never do anything that actually needs them to use those muscles. Yeah. So um, I think I'm always quite quick when people say that golf causes certain injuries because I'm, there's also a lot of other factors that are going on. I don't think we can necessarily say that it's the golf that's yeah. causing these problems. It's I the golf that might have
1: made you aware that the problems yeah, yeah, yeah. exist. Yeah, right? yeah,
0: yeah. Or they might be the final... Yeah, like
1: a straw that broke camel's back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So
0: um I think it's always uh, an interesting one um when people say, you know, golf golf injuries or golf base injuries. It might not be. Yeah. Might I not be. I think it's it's
1: it's a different conversation if we're talking about the pros. Um there are stats there within that. Um tend to be a bit more neck related, shoulder related, back related amateurs it's like you said those problems are probably going to exist there anyway so if you took them out onto the tennis courts you might get exactly the same things i I don't like we spoke about in the last podcast about kind of golf specific exercises i don't really like the term golf specific injuries as as such
0: Yeah. yeah because if you think of it this way like actually golfers their injury rates are actually like probably one of the best of any sport right like you think the top players in the world, very rarely do they miss yeah. time out. They, yeah. they don't miss a lot of time out. They play pretty much every week yeah. for, they've probably got a career of, what, 30 years, maybe yeah. more.
1: In a ridiculously long season. The seasons yeah. are getting longer and longer. With all the travel they do, with yeah.
0: all, like, the thing of people saying, oh, that can't be good for your body, swinging at that speed, that, whatever, that, that's yeah. no good, or yeah. stroke training is no good for you. Like, these guys have seriously long careers um, with very, very little injuries, really. Yeah. Like, in the grand scheme of things. So I don't... Yeah, I think if your body's conditioned well enough for it and if you can handle it, like I don't think you're going to get many golf-induced yeah. injuries. Yeah. Uh, I think golf just exposes different weaknesses, weaknesses yeah. instabilities, which yeah. I suppose will lead us nicely on prevention, right?
1: Prevention, yeah. So we've spoken a little bit about warm-up. Um, I want to go straight into probably one that has helped me massively. So we've spoken about it before on the podcast. In October last year, I had a slipped disc. Um and slip discs are funny because it's not, you don't do a movement and you don't get the injury straight away, right? Typically, it happens overnight as your spine starts to relax, the disc will slightly come out of place. Um, and that was just an overuse thing. The thing that helped me massively get back and recover to swinging a club and doing more strength training and back to speed training and all of that has been hip mobility. And it's something I see a massive correlation with a lot of my clients is how mobile are your hips compared to how much pain are you feeling in your lower back? Mm -hmm. Um, We get also a lot of stuff that's out there is probably more focused on external rotation of the hip joint rather than actually what we need in golf is is more internal rotation, right? Um, So there tends to be a bit more focus on pushing these out and things like that. And whether that might just be through popularity of different yoga-type moves and Pilates, I'm not really sure. Um... Why that is, um, but hip mobility is one of my massive injury prevention ones, not even for, for people that are susceptible to lower back pain or pre existing injuries, just for kind of longevity. I think you should have lovely, nice, mobile hips,
0: yeah, ideally. Um, shame about our lifestyles, False uh, us <laughs> otherwise, but uh, it's interesting what you say there with the hips. Like, I 100% agree. Like, whenever I get someone in front of me with the problems with their back, and let's call it pain rather than injury, but um yeah always always test their hips always test it also i yeah. want to see what's going yeah. on above and below and that generally will lead us to the problem but uh you're right with the internal and external rotation it's a really good point like very rarely do i test someone and their external rotation is like a severe problem yeah, yeah. weight is all always more of a problem in their internal rotation um and that, especially for golf like that's what you said like for golf that makes more of a difference and if they're limited there that's definitely a bit more strain on it um so yeah i suppose you're saying mobility in general I mobility suppose in general, yeah yeah
1: um, yeah if just trying to tie it to our common ones that we've seen so if we're talking about lower back pain i would say hip mobility is a fantastic place to start yeah. um, and that doesn't necessarily mean just focusing on mobility training that's doing weighted like i love a weighted goblet squat and just active pauses down mm-hmm. at the bottom of that of your range there is, is really going to help with that hip mobility help with the tendons the ligaments get everything moving there um well, yeah, I, was, and I
0: suppose it's also then the important point you made there is when someone's struggling with their back, for example, it's not that we're doing back, mo- like lower back mobility. Like yeah. that's generally probably it's, not going to solve the problem. Yeah. only you're lacking the stability there. Um, going,
1: going back to what you said, typically you like to look around the area. So yeah, with the, the lower back, the noise, you, yeah. yeah, it's typically what you see, right? If someone's complaining of pain in an area, it never, not never, most of the time, it's not that area that's actually the issue. It's, it's around it. It's the stability above, below, yeah. whatever joints we're talking about. Yeah, unless ra- you've had a, it that matters.
0: Yeah, unless you've had a specific trauma. Yes. Uh, or a specific knock, or a specific you know if you got tackled in football and broke your ankle, probably yeah. your ankle's the problem, right? But it's but generally, if your lower back's hurting and you've not had a specific trauma, there's probably something going on with your with your hips or your or your mid back that have led to that. So um yeah, always looking at uh, looking around the area that's causing you problems is going to be the best way. And obviously, in terms of prevention. Making sure, if you're worried about your lower back, making sure your hips and torso are able are, to. are able to, to move in the way that they should be yeah, able to move. Definitely.
1: Absolutely.
0: Cool. So um, that's a little bit on warming up and a little bit on mobility. Let's move on to our favourite one, cool. which is going to be strength training, right? There we go. Let's not ignore the fact that if you are strong, stable and robust, you definitely get injured less. Yeah. No matter what people will say that, you know, oh, he got injured because he's doing all the strength training. <laughs> if you're sensible yeah. with it and you do it well, strength training will... make you more robust to injuries uh, you will pick up less niggles you will experience less pain and you will be you know at way less risk so what areas do we need to specifically look at if we're saying that lower backs elbows shoulders necks are typical problems for golfers what areas do we specifically need to be looking to strengthen if kind of pain prevention is our main goal
1: uh, common areas I typically say would be glutes. Glutes are a massive one to get strong. The hips as well. We've kind of spoken about core is obviously so important within the swing, and that doesn't mean then we need to start swinging dumbbells like a golf club. Um, we spoke about this in the last episode. Um, but having a strong, stable core that can rotate, that can c- can bend, can anti-rotate, and able to to, to anti-kind of lateral flexion, and all of this is is so so important. There's been a few cases with clients that I've actually done some like neck strength training. I used to do it quite a bit for, for posture because mm-hmm. it's a massive one for slightly some of my kind of older demographic clients um, and saw some amazing, amazing benefits just from how they would stand and kind of pain within their neck and, and um, flexibility, mobility within the neck. Um, and recently the last about three months ago now i had two golfers both complaining of of neck pain after rounds and stuff so we we kind of um got them started on these old protocols i had written and and massive massive positives and we actually tested and it, it helped with not only their pain but they actually managed to rotate more so their coaches both said they were actually getting longer back swings and actually gaining more there because their neck wasn't so limited so that their torso could turn a bit more which then affected the hips and and everything else had a, had a really big knock-on effect um which is an interesting area to to um to kind of dig deep down because there's not too much stuff out there for kind of neck strengthening um, yeah and, and especially in golf and all
0: yeah and i suppose mobility would be part of that as well right yeah. like if you try and rotate your hip shoulders round to the right then your head turns to the left this is so, what this
1: is what people don't realize right yeah. the, the typical thing which is factually incorrect is keep your head still so that, yeah, yeah you're keeping your head still but your body's still turning so you're getting a massive bend in the neck
0: yeah so yeah it, yeah keeping your head still makes people think they don't need to have any mobility in yeah, the neck you need a lot of mobility yeah. in the neck um yeah like if, if anyone who's listening now and just sits there now and rotates their shoulders around to the right and keeps their eyes looking forward you just turned your neck to the left like that's, <laughs> it's that's the, the same, same thing. thing yeah um yeah and I th- I yeah, it's, it's, it's super super important um but as you said they're like i agree glutes core strengthening uh really important I, d- I just don't think you can go wrong with you know again go back and listen to our strength episode yeah. push pull carry twist yeah yeah Lunge, hinge, like do all the movements your body should be able to do and get strong in all of those movements because if you're pushing and pulling, you're strengthening your elbows, funny enough. If you're pushing and pulling, you're also strengthening your shoulders. You're hinging and lunging and squatting, you're strengthening your hips, you're strengthening your glutes, if you're rotating, you're strengthening your core. Like if you just follow that foundation that we set out in that episode, you're 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 not going to go too far. You're covering absolutely everything. And Mm -hmm. then,
1: like we said, if you do have kind of more specific problems, then spend a bit more time on those areas exactly. but in general just following those rules there you've you've got pretty much everything covered within resistance training for injury prevention yeah
0: and i think that's like we you've done all the work for the um strength plans that went into the into the app and i know you had this in mind you were covering all these boxes and taking all this stuff off and if we know that if people follow general rule of that then they're not going to be too far wrong yeah. for whatever they whatever exercises they want to plug into that what you said there with extras—that's where I then say if you have then had previous injuries yes. or currently doing it—that's then your extra yeah. on top of that. That's your prehab or rehab from whatever problem you've got, and that just gets added on as a as an extra because you're probably susceptible to a problem in that area. 100%. Yeah,
1: yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Anything else? Let's—I want to ask your opinion on this because it's kind of come up the last couple of weeks with conversations we've had. What about swing mechanics? Mm, B one. Something that probably not really in our realm and and something I kind of like to avoid with clients. I will talk about it. I won't give suggestions on change. I will always go back to their coaches and things. But it's, it's becoming a bit of a trend, right? Like you posted a video yesterday that TPI put out and there's a few coaches, golf coaches out online that do do this with clients. And I've had clients come in and show me that my coach so and so wants me to swing like Rory, or wants me to swing like Justin, or right, whoever it is. I push your opinion before I go into it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I suppose it comes from two ways. Um, one of them is uh, you know, like that, like that video I shared this week is a coach trying to get a player or a player wanting to. there yeah. also come yeah, from yeah, a player yeah. as well, yeah, right? Yeah. Like this also does come from the player, but wanting them to swing the golf club in a specific way. Uh, that looks like um you know maybe a top player or whatever uh, and their body simply cannot get into those positions but they persist and they persist with drills and they pers- persist with you know one drill might not work so that drill gets a little bit more exaggerated and then we start adding tools into this and we add a consequence you know if you don't swing this way you're gonna this is gonna do that like there's a lot of consequence, consequences forces the body to move in a specific way um And we spoke earlier about wanting to do an episode on swing changes and this probably sits quite nicely into that, um, which can cause problems to the body, right? If your body cannot cope with severe spinal tilt or it can't cope with severe separation from lower body to upper body or it doesn't have enough neck mobility to keep your head down while you're trying to rotate, all of this stuff is going to cause a reaction to the body, right? So that is definitely one potential area for um, for issue. Um, And let's also not forget the fact that you're probably repping in that time and you're probably hitting way more balls yeah exactly then you get frustrated because you're not doing it because your body can't do it and then you hit even more balls and then you get even more annoyed um stop gripping and then your arm starts to hurt all of that um the other part of it is simply people's swings that are inefficient in also the ways that put strain on their body in different areas so one of my clients for example we've spoken a lot about her swing and I do believe that her back pain is being aggravated by a swing. Um and we do a lot of preventative work, we do a lot of strengthening work. And the conversation I've had with her is that look, honestly, if I don't I think if you don't have a look at your swing and start to change your swing, you're probably always gonna have issues. There was a you know a severe uh like overextension at the top, creating a bit of a reverse spine angle and then crunching down on the right side. She's probably always gonna have an issue if she's gonna swing the golf club like that, because it's not an efficient way and your body doesn't like to move that way. So there's, and this is where we find it a bit difficult. So we don't know where our help kind of runs out, and, yeah. we, and then it goes into professional yeah. uh, golf coaching. Um, but I think there's definitely a piece that if you're continuing to have pain after golf, if you can tick off the box of my hips are fine, my torso is fine, all is fine, technique is yeah. definitely something that we well, needs th- looked that, at.
1: That's the big caveat that I want to just make sure people are clear there. That's only if you're doing everything else necessary that's if you're that's if you are doing strength training if you are doing mobility work if you are getting the right sleep nutrition everything else there if you're still then getting pain then it might be something to look at if you're getting pain and you're not doing all of the above there might be the lowing hanging lowest hanging fruit which could be strength training mobility all all of that other stuff but like joe said like i've worked with a coach before and we've it was really interesting because it's kind of a gray area where not quite his expertise, mm-hmm. not quite my expertise. So we were coming together to kind of see what we, what solution we could find for the client. And it it was a bit of a tough one because the probes don't really cover pain and swing mechanics in that sense, right? They talk a lot about what's the optimal way, what's the most consistent way of delivering different people's swings based on their biomechanics, based on their height, different things like that. But it's not so much of what causes pain yeah so it was it was a really interesting one i've only i've only ever done it with one coach for one client um and we did end up making some some changes that seem to have worked with with other with other workers well outside in the gym and things um but if you like joe said if you are still getting pain after golf and working with a coach and working uh, with your your body on side it then it, it might be something that that's the common denominator
0: yeah, I think there's a couple of bits on that. Um, num- number one is that why are you swinging that way? Is another thing to be considered. It might be that you're swinging that way because you have restriction in your hips or restriction somewhere else. So sometimes you kind of solve both problems by dealing with that. you kind of like, okay, we're swinging this way. Well, let's have a look at the hips. Let's have a look at the torso. You're getting the pain. Okay, you're tight there, you're tight there. Well, let's solve that problem. And then maybe actually the swing starts to f- kind of build a little bit of... Yeah. Change from that anyway so that is one thing you can be considered another thing there is like you said the the coaches will quite often work look at the the person you know a good coach will look at the person and, and think they can do it. but that but certain moves might cause different pain for different people depending Absolutely. on what their history is right yeah. if they yeah. you know a lot of people that have played golf have played previous sports and they might have different problems going on they might have knee problems that they don't like to load on a specific side or they might have a hip problem that means that they can't do certain things yeah. or you know, or a certain disc problem that means they can't do certain things, and you know, I know some coaches coaches are better than others at doing these things, but that's going to make a huge difference. Oh, this 100%. one hundred percent, huge and, um, difference. Yeah,
1: I think massively. There are coaches that are absolutely fantastic about being flexible to their methods for different people, um, which I think you you really really need. I think long gone are the times of right. This is the the Adam Scott golf swing. These are the positions mm. T one through that you need to be getting in. I think if you can find a coach that really kind of is a bit more flexible and listens to what you have done before, what you can do, what your body is capable of, then they're fantastic, fantastic coaches. And there's a lot of them, a lot of them out there. Yeah. And again, like it comes,
0: there's ownership from all, all areas, right? There's ownership from, if you're working with a physical coach, there's ownership from them to take all of this into consideration and guide you. There's ownership from the from the professional to to have a look at this stuff and actually open their mind to that you might not be able to get into certain positions yeah. and spin the golf club yeah. in certain ways, and it's also ownership to the player to say, "Well, I know that coach is, that I know that coach only works with this type of player, young college athletes, for example." Yeah, probably. Right, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm 50 years old and I sit behind a desk and I've got a back pain. Probably not the guy for me, right? Where I know that that person works with people who are like me. Yeah, so maybe they have got more experience working with people that don't have as much rotation Absolutely. or don't have or have a little bit of niggle in their back pain so i think there's um yeah it's only a ship that needs to go all the way but this is one of the big problems in golf we don't have someone who does everything yeah right and yeah. i don't think we should have someone that does everything because they probably wouldn't be that good at it but yeah. they but everyone needs to communicate and yeah. that's um you know that's one of the big philosophies from tpi that i do like is the you know everyone speaking the same language and communicating yeah. around things which i think is uh yeah definitely a good method to success and yeah to injury prevention, there we go, we managed to link it back. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. The next one I want to talk about, and we've, we've spoken about this in so many so many other podcasts, but quickly just rest and recovery, right? For mm. injury prevention, it's so important that you allow your body adequate time to recover between rounds of, of practice or actually playing or gym sessions, whatever that is. Um, we spoke about that loads within how you're programming your actual workouts and your practice. Like it should yeah. all be pieced together. Yeah. It should all have... Right, this is when I'm practicing, this is when I'm playing, this is when I'm training, this is when I'm doing my mobility work. It should all be something that's reasonable and a volume that your body can tolerate the output.
0: Yeah, we, almost like weekly load Yeah. Uh, on specific areas, yeah. right? Um. You know, two different examples. For me, I might be working at home doing sessions or doing stuff. You know, we've done a lot of work on the app recently, spent a lot of time on the computer. So if I spend loads of time on the computer and then hit loads of range balls probably wrist and elbows are not going to be liking that very much. In the same way, if I play tons of golf and do loads of driving, my back and my hip are probably going to not like that too much, right? So it's understanding your weekly loads and then thinking, okay, is that logical then that I'm starting to find some issues or starting to have some pain? How do I manage that load? What what work do I need to do to stop that becoming a problem this week? And
1: and, and sometimes it does mean that less is more. Sometimes you do have to then take the step back to go, right, back's got a little bit of a pain my elbow is niggling me a little bit right maybe I don't then do this practice session yep like, and and prioritize right go through what are your non-negotiables what are the things you don't want to miss out on whether that's playing on the Saturday with your friends or maybe that's the gym sessions or whatever that is whatever your non-negotiables are piece them in and then if you need to start reducing stuff have a look
0: yeah it all comes down to a bit of self-awareness like this is, what is something I try and drill into my players a lot is their ability to self-evaluate all the time you know how do I feel today What have I done this week? What's going to be best for me to do? Is that going to be just a little bit of maintenance, mobility work, just to free things up? Have I got enough energy to go to the gym today? Have I got the energy to go to the gym and practice today? What then is my priority? Should I then practice? Should I then play? Have I done enough steps? like that process is, it's it's not something you need to sit down and work out all the time, but it's just ticking over in your head. Like, how am I feeling today? What's my body telling me? Do I need more sleep?
1: And it's actually one of the features that, i think it's one of my favorite features within the app actually is the journal it's mm-hmm. having everything all in one place it's something that we didn't really go in thinking about but then as we kind of were discussing what we want like i think it's it's invaluable and in the feedback i've had from the clients that are using it it's having everything tracked into one place going right i did this 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 and fell. sometimes i'll get them to put a number on it whether that's a seven out of ten eight mm-hmm. out of town and then going back and going oh well actually this week i managed to get everything in what's what's changed what's been the the things that have said the same. What's changed? How can I then try to mirror how I felt that week, that month, whatever that that might be. Hundred percent. Anything else for injury prevention that we've got? Um, I've got one silly one. They've just God, been God. covered. Not even silly. I've just had some some players come in and get to discussing everything, and you everything seems to be adding up. And then you talk about clubs and what clubs they're using, and just poor club him. Mm. swinging shafts that just aren't right for you yeah. um whether too heavy too stiff too light sometimes i've had as well mm. um typically more with um elbow injuries as well if you know your elbows are, are really flaring up from especially from in the winter if you're hitting tons and tons of balls off mats it's i've had players in the past get graphite shafts just to help with that to help with that load not to get all the forces absorbed into that one point yeah, I had a
0: I had a player who was suffering a lot with thumb problem. Um really bad issue. He basically could not shift this um this issue. Saw a lot of experts, or a lot of like got a lot of professional help, no one could get to the bottom of it. And I literally just said to him when was the last time we got clubs re-ripped? And he was like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> these things were just bored out, got his clubs re-ripped, no pain. Yeah. I was like, There you go. Yeah. yeah. Solved. That's a lot cheaper than uh
1: than paying someone
0: yeah absolutely yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah Yeah, so sometimes it's it's, sometimes injuries pain and this is you know this is a great way to to talk about the end of this episode like generally the injuries i see are stupid they are stupid like you said they're stupid yeah it's normally stupid it's normally picking your kid up from yes from somewhere i had a guy message this morning one of my clients done his back and put his clubs in the boot yeah
1: yeah Yeah, yeah, it's never it's it's always the stupid stuff Yeah, yeah yeah. it's Um, never when you're focused on Hitting a drive or when you're doing a, a squat or a deadlift. or for your one max. Yeah, like, absolutely. Never yeah. happens, yeah. 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 It's, it's, um, it's the little things, but it's the training around that. So making sure you're always bracing your core when you are lifting things or being a bit careful when you're putting weights away in the gym and stuff that does make the difference, right? Correct.
0: Yeah, it's all, it's all, it's all that stuff that adds up and then yeah. prevents us having problems in the past. Uh, and the other thing is once you get an injury, obviously we're going to be more susceptible to that injury again. Like that is our biggest precursor to to injury is previous injury so yeah. um avoiding it as much as you can is always the the best approach
1: yeah 100 and then just touching on quickly because this this was my case so i i had the slip disc probably eight years ago um and then that managed to to come out about again so i know now look i'm a bit more susceptible to, to lower back pain to potentially it happening again two things. It's one, not beating yourself up about it. It's accepting you're in that position and going right now, not doing anything stupid, not just ignoring it, stepping back if you need to really seeing some experts and, and putting a plan together to get you back the right way and not, not trying to rush it back. Cause typically if you rush it back, you're going to just, it's going to come back again, even worse. Um, and you want to try and avoid surgery at all costs. Um, and then it's just kind of like, Really focusing on that, doing a bit more research on it, saying, right, what what movement patterns should I potentially avoid for a little bit and, and really putting a proper plan together to, to, just like you said before, kind of really just knowing your body as, as best as you can. I know now when I play, like there's certain exercises that I have to do to warm up. There's certain things I need to do throughout my day that are my non-negotiable, certain rotations, certain stuff with my hips and my back that I need to do every single day to avoid that not coming back.
0: Yep, agreed. Um, and if you guys are struggling with any pain or discomfort or different things, um, we have a specific pain section in the app. Yeah. So if you're struggling with elbow pain, for example, uh, if you're struggling with lower back pain, all the common stuff, knee pain, um, we've covered all of these areas in the app and you can actually go into that section, click on that section. Uh, and as we said before about working on these areas below, uh, above and below the, the area of pain, we've got specific manipulations and uh, and mobility movements that you can do to release the the tension, pain, and sensation in that area. So if you are struggling, that's where to go. Uh, Head over to macrowelfonline.co.uk forward slash app. Uh, you can use the discount code podcast ten, I believe, as well, and yep. you're going to get ten percent off that. Uh, but also, you can get a free seven day trial. So if yep. you are struggling with pain, you know we're going to free up your pain in seven days for free. How Absolutely. about
1: Absolutely. How about that? And also, there's some some fantastic uh, the longevity plans within the app are Definitely. actually are so good to follow. Full body stuff that, like we touched on when we talk about the strength training, we'll cover everything you need to hopefully prevent injuries as much as possible.
0: Definitely another episode in the books another episode in the books um if anyone's got any questions that they want to throw to us for future episodes or if anyone's got any requests for topics yes they can send those in sam how do they get in touch with you
1: i am at sam macro underscore golf on instagram twitter i believe it's the same um emails are all on the website everything's there as well if you guys want to connect through the website we're at uh uk. joe yep. and uh
0: best place for me is instagram joe underscore macro uh, so if anyone does have any questions or comments or you just want to throw some abuse that's that's where to head that's where we'll really ignore you uh so guys thank you for listening again and we'll see you on the next episode
1: thanks guys